It doesn't matter how lousy you are, how infected, how contagious. All are gathered in, dragged in. And everyone is clothed with the same gentle hands and eats the same feast that is proclaimed to be the immaculate, stunning, and lovely bride of Christ himself. However, this is not a very nice parable. It's not politically correct. It's not inclusive. It's a warning and a very hard lesson. Many are called, but few are chosen. Not everyone gets into heaven. The Lord has atoned for the sins of the whole world, and all are invited. No need to pay for your own sins, or go unclothed, or go hungry. And yet some still choose. Anyway, they refuse the invitation, and they stay out of heaven. But it's even worse than that. Not only does not everyone go to heaven, but there is a hell. It's not as though you just miss a great party. You're thrown into the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, into a fiery eternal furnace. There is an afterlife. Either the joy of life with Christ for eternity in the midst of beauty and love and peace or an ongoing death of loneliness where men are handed over to their sorrow and their anger. The distinction between the citizens of heaven and hell's prisoners is found in the wedding garment. This parable warns us about false sons. They're like Simon Magnus. They, they want the power of Christianity, but not the cross. Or they're like Herod, wishing to see some miracle, curious, interested, but distant. Or they're like Nicodemus before his conversion, coming by night, speaking out of both sides of his mouth, calling Jesus teacher on the one hand, while insisting on his own way and understanding on the other. These aren't people who declined the invitation. They're false sons in the wedding hall. They came to the hall, but they will not be clothed by Christ. They insist on their own garments, their own ways. They don't leave their sins behind. It makes me uncomfortable when I hear people say, my Jesus would or wouldn't do that. It typically is an instance, or it's an insistence, that their Jesus isn't the Jesus of the Scriptures. They say, my Jesus wouldn't send anyone to hell. It turns out, in every case, that their Jesus is just like them. He loves what they love, and his morality and goodness is defined by their tastes and experiences. His ways are just like their ways. His thoughts are their thoughts. 
He doesn't speak in the scriptures, but through their fallen hearts and in accord with their hardened consciences. In a way, people set themselves up to be the man who has come into the banquet hall, who insists on wearing his own clothes rather than being clothed by Christ. They've set themselves up to be bound, hand and foot, and tossed into the outer darkness. Lord, have mercy. May God protect us from that. May he keep us in his word and in the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of Peter, Paul, Luther. Because it is possible to come to church and be a self-righteous, self-satisfied hypocrite. To insist that God meet your demands and be like you and change to mold himself to uh, your sensibilities all while despising the judgmental, old-fashioned Christians that you deem to be hypocrites. You could fool all the world and maybe even fool yourself but you can't fool God. The only way you come into the kingdom is if you give up your own righteousness. If you repent. If you stop insisting on your own way and are clothed with his righteousness. The Lord says, take your clothes off and get sprayed down for lice. You can't bring that filth in here. And you can't pretend to be something that you're not. You are a sinner. You need to be deloused, uninfected, and humbled, emptied of yourself. Those are harsh words, but necessary ones. They set up the surprise, the initial humiliation of baptism which strips a man bare and then drowns him as unworthy of the kingdom, is quick and painless. The delousing isn't only painless, but a great relief. And we find ourselves in the hands not of a prison guard, but of a lover who clothes us with his own garments, who calls us and, make, and makes us lovely, who says, friend, come up higher, but not as a guest. Be my bride, bought at a terrible price, but without regret, gladly and willingly. What, a, what the world despises I love and I make mine. This is good news for sinners. For people with regrets and embarrassments. For liars and failures and perverts. It doesn't matter how lousy you are, how infected, how contagious. He has invited you and makes you worthy. And now, having come to the hall at the word of the Lord, having been washed in his name and clothed by his grace, come to the feast. 
Come hire. Come buy and eat without money and without price. Leave your filthy rags behind. Come be at one with the Lord. Pardon in His compassion the bride in His mercy. The King awaits and He is eager to feed you. The peace of God which passes all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.